Hello, hello, Fairly Farfetched fans, and welcome back to Fairly Farfetched. As always, hosting, you've got me today, Kia, and Gavin. How are you doing today? I am doing magnificent. It's been pretty... It's been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, it has been a long time. Um, uh, I guess through no fault of our own, life kind of got in the way. Life got in the way. There, <laughs> was, there, the there way. was an October that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went and ran Some... a marathon. I did, yes. I ran a marathon Congrats. on Sunday. Thank you. Thank How are you, you feeling? Uh, a little bit stiff, but other than that, I've, uh, I've, I've been for my recovery run today, and um, that went well. So Good. Yeah. So what, what was your time in the end for the marathon? Oh, I don't want to put that on a podcast. Chuck it out there. Come on. Come Be on, proud. Mate. That's awful. Be proud. <sighs> right. I need to stress that I was on I was on task for a four hour marathon. <laughs> I need to stress that on task for a four hour marathon. I finished which my would two. have been quite the time. Yeah, yeah. I finished my half in two hours, and I was like, I'm feeling fantastic. Um, and then I felt a little bit sluggish uh, between twenty one and thirty kilometers, and got second wind during thirty. Hmm. Uh, and then 31 kilometers hit and I got a big old case of leg cramp. So that significantly destroyed my time. Uh, and I ended with uh, four hours 55. Mate, I think you've got to be happy with that. Especially I, with the disruption to the training schedule. First ever marathon. I mean, sure. just finishing's got to be quite the accomplishment, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I do feel good. It was quite the course as well. Like I was running around uh, two lakes at the, at the base of Mount Fuji. Um, so and cool. it was like the most beautiful experience I've had so far in the three years that I've been here. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I'll do it again next year uh, for sure. Um, I've got the bug for, for definite. What, was it the best view of Mount Fuji you've had? Uh, no. Uh, you said uh, that onsen, didn't you? Yeah, I did say in the onsen. How it, no, maybe it was because like of the situation. Yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah, it looked amazing. The photos on your Instagram were yeah, absolutely it, like, awesome. It did this like beautiful like silver glistening thing, and I was like, oh, I need to stop running and take a photo. So. But do you think that was just maybe the lack of oxygen to your brain? I was a little bit higher up than uh, <laughs> yeah. we initially intended. Like, well, you know, I'm training <laughs> at you know sea level, and sure. we were three thousand feet above sea level. So I think that also yeah, affected my time. You know, excuses, excuses, excuses. That'll definitely affect it. Yeah, no Johns or anything, but mm. uh, that does affect it. So that leads me nicely to my um, well, congratulations, mate. Um, Thank you. I, I never actually managed to even get to my marathon. I damaged both my knees in the process, and it's been five years since. So uh, mm. you've done better than me there. But it does lead me to my opening question, which is: mm. Imagine yourself at that marathon, right? You get to. Th- 31 kilometers you hit the wall which pokemon do you wish was there to cheer you on or interact with you in some way to help get through the last bit get you through that wall applin 100 <laughs> percent. Uh, we're, we're in new school shit now applin All we right. are in new school shit yeah difficult to give being, it a number isn't it it is difficult to give it a number i'm just uh 205 yeah. technically Applin. yeah 205 in the galar decks brand new uh uh pokemon brand new shit Pokedex. applin is when i originally encountered it in the new games <laughs> it was uh what i thought was a worm inside an apple um yeah and i was like man that's uh that's a stretch for a pokemon <laughs> 
don't know. I kind of get that right. It's like the the Pokemon is it's just a worm, which could have been a wormadam. It could have been anything else. But then it I, inhabited a, an apple. I agree with you absolutely. But when you first encounter it, you don't see behind it. It's an apple. It's just an apple. You're right. And I was like, what is this bullshit? What is this bullshit? <laughs> and then I caught one and you know span it around in the pokedex and realized it was a dragon yeah. inside an apple yeah um Tiny little and i guy. feel that at kilometer 31 but bear in mind i need to i need to stress i actually didn't hit a wall the the wall that didn't happen like that wasn't a thing right that the wall's to me. more of like a mental thing isn't it uh no it's the switch between your body from burning carbohydrates to fat so if you don't prep, uh. if you don't prep accordingly and don't eat enough, if you don't carb load before a marathon for like the seventy-two hours previous, like prior to the marathon, and Got you don't you. take the precautions while you're running the marathon to have some more sugar, you will hit mm. that wall where you switch to burning fat. That didn't happen uh, to me. Okay, I just good got- fact. In like you know, I just I was running low on energy and I got cramp mm. as well. So yeah, right. that happened to me. But. Every aid station had um, uh, like bananas, and I ate a banana every single aid station. (laughs) Not a whole banana, mind, like a quarter. Um, And I feel like, Applin, if we're going to get delve into the the world of like, I mean, we definitely eat Pokemon based on the curry decks. Um, Yes. We definitely eat Pokemon. I imagine seeing an apple in there ready to give me his apple would have been a delicious sight. And that's you're, who I'm going right. with. If I was to run a marathon, again, kilometre 31, I'd like to see an apple Can I just say that apple evolves into a flying version of it and the name, like made me cry with laughter when i first heard it so it's an apple it's flying it's flapple it's so yeah. so bad Fla- no it's not bad it's almost embarrassing I, I no i disagree with you i don't think it's embarrassing i actually think it's fucking genius i no, but think about love it. If, those guys Applin, but if pokemon existed, appleton and flapple are my new favorite pokemon <laughs> there will be an but... appleton in my team for the rest of my time he is you call a... it Appleton. Yeah, he's, he's Apple. No, no, no. Oh, you haven't seen it then. No, no, I have seen it, but it's Appleton. Like a, like a. I think it's supposed to be like an oh. Apple turnover. S- semantics, mate. Appleton. Not Appleton. I'm not saying it T O N. I'm saying it T U N. Appleton. <laughs> no, you're definitely saying it T O N. I'm British. It's like you're British. I looked at that Spider-Man. word. <laughs> I looked at that word. He's called Appleton. Jimmy He's Appleton. Not Appleton. <laughs> There's going to be an Appleton in my team He's forever. Definitely not. He yeah, is like a lovely crumble. He, he is. He literally is an apple an pie. Apple pie, right? <laughs> His back is just pastry. I don't know where he got the pastry from. But if you think about it, if Pokemon existed, right? When they saw that Appleton had evolved, they would have they would have been incumbent on that. Dis- person who discovered that pokemon to name it and they went oh no just call it fucking flapple mate move on <laughs> he's he's <laughs> flapping terrible. he's got an apple on his head <laughs> flapple you know what he looks like an apple turnover appleton appleton, done. appleton. anyway kia what's today's episode about well i haven't given you my opening question and answer yet mate oh yeah of course yeah if you were to run a marathon overview. crazy um, wow yeah and i hope 
one day that your knees do let you because it was definitely nah. an experience I'd love to share with other people. Um, yeah, man. What, what Pokemon would you like to see at kilometre 31? So when I used to do my running, um, mm. I used to do the Great South Run quite a lot, a lot of half marathons. The thing that I loved about doing the Great South Run on the south coast of Portsmouth um, was that they had all these amazing like bands playing. So when you went through like um, the historic dockyard, <laughs> there was like a kind of, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a, I don't know, a, a kind of like a marching band. And then mm. when you kind of get through to... Um, Winston Churchill Avenue and go through the, the kind of final few miles there was this amazing kind of like um, African djembe band and it like really got me going and they were just like they had such energy and they were like smiling they were playing their music and their passion was amazing and it made me smile and that like release of happy hormones totally totally got me through that last bit yeah. so I thought well who would give me that same release of happy hormones and at no point have I laughed harder during a Pokemon game is when the other day I sat down I exactly for a raid and I discovered a psychic ice Pokemon uh, called Mr. Rhyme. And I genuinely pissed my fucking pants when I saw mm. this Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> that little tap dance. So he's, so, he, so he's a new Pokemon from the Galar region, which is... Um, the, the the new game that's just been released, Pokemon Sword and Shield, is set in this British kind of space called Galar. Um, and Mr. Rhyme is the evolution of Mr. Mime. So for those of you that have um, seen Detective Pikachu, he was quite a big part of that. He's always been um, quite a big part of the kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't say the lore, but the uh, comedy around the game, certainly. And it was this kind of weird, like, kind of, who's he based on? Who's the mime that he's based on? There's a famous mime. Who am I thinking of? Well, Mr. Rhyme is definitely based on Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin, 100%. So he's got this, like... Um, that's not and the I famous have, mime, to be I, clear. I, I'm very sorry. I had to do a quick Google to make sure he was British. I was like, uh, uh, Ch- Charlie Chaplin, is he, is, he, is he British? I did the same thing. <laughs> but, yeah, that's right. Mr. Mime is based on Marcel Marceau, the French mm. um, mime. Yeah. And then Mr. Rhyme is this... He's ridiculous looking. He's got this moustache. He's got this stupid <clears throat> little cape. His, can, can we be clear? Is his body also a face? Yes, he's got two faces. I've seen his body wink at me before, I swear to God. Yes, yeah, 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 I was really confused. He's got two it's faces. It's ridiculous. Um, I Have you seen him. his Pokedex entries? No, go on. It's really, really good. So um, you've got Pokemon Sword, right? Uh, shield. Oh, we're both Shield. So on Sword, um, it's, it's fine, right? It says, it's highly skilled at tap dancing. It waves its cane of ice in time with its graceful movements. And you're like, okay, great. And you he's go to very shield, graceful. Its amusing movements make it very popular. It releases psychic power from the pattern on its belly. So actually, it's, it's called the Comedian Pokemon, I think? Mm. Yeah, it's literally the species is Comedian Pokemon. And to be clear, Comedian is not a species. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not are all Mr. Are all Mr. Rhymes funny? <laughs> <laughs> like, what if there's a poor, poor Mr. Rhyme that's been born that's got, like, no charm and he's the worst, <laughs> but he's still a comedian Pokemon? Yeah, so that's who I want uh, to kind of, like, give me a little boost when I hit the wall anyway. I mean, he gave me a boost when I saw him for the first time in the game. I was like, this guy, oh. this guy, those tap dancing moves. I love him. I, I think his cried, design's man. amazing. I actually don't have very many criticisms of the Galar Pokedex at all i think the the art direction of this game is phenomenal and because 
because you know we're we are both british it's it, i get like a little Very. bit of joy out of seeing uh, like stuff that we grew up with turned into pokemon and stuff like that i think it's really really nice really pleasant yeah i agree man um so i mean that that seems like a good chance to introduce what this episode's about it's episode 10 we've been away for a while um we've been busy playing pokemon sword and shield which is generation eight of the mainline game franchise um set in an area called galar which is based on england very much so a lot of the new pokemon are kind of like very english looking um we've got galarian forms of original pokemon that have kind of given them a bit of a british twang to them we can't really decide what today's episode is going to be called we've got a few options haven't we yeah, so you wanted to go with Pokemon Brexit. Pokemon now, Brexit? I thought that that was maybe a little bit too on the nose and uh, maybe <laughs> a bit too, uh, I don't know, I, I'm bored of Brexit. I'm bored. Clickbaity though, mate. Think about the <laughs> amount of clicks. If, if people are listening to this right now, it's called oh, yeah. call it Pokemon we'll, Brexit. We'll I'm go from you. 100 listeners to 110. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, we can but dream. Um, uh, obviously, uh, the Pokedex was quite significantly, uh, 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 for lack of a better word, butchered in uh, Yeah, do you want to just describe Gala. what that means to our listeners? Uh, before Sword and Shield was released, we had 809 Pokemon. And yeah. we uh, in Sun and Moon, we could access... All of those. Uh, 807 in Sun and Moon. Uh, Meltan That's right. and Melmetal came after. Uh, we could access all of them in, in Sun and Moon. Ultra Sun and Moon. In uh, Sword and Shield, uh, the actual obtainable Pokemon in the Pokedex has been greatly reduced to 400 and they will not be brought forward. So there's this ridiculous movement on Reddit and 4chan and all the cesspools of the internet uh, called Dexit or Game Freak Lied. Um, yeah. So we thought maybe uh, this episode might, you know, the Dexit episode. However, however, Go on. I am staunchly of the opinion this episode should be called Seriously Surfetched. Have we talked about Surfetched on this pod yet? No. Uh, yes. Yeah, obviously we saw, I think, I think, I don't know. Have we talked about Surfetched on we this pod We did some social yet? about it. Maybe. I don't think we have, man. Our, oh, you did boy, some social about it. Yeah, of course. Exactly. But our boy, Farfetch'd, mm. who's been in the game since the very originals in the 90s, has finally been given an evolution called Surfetch'd. And he's ma- he's magnificent. He's absolutely he magnificent. magnificent. I loved the way you had to evolve him. It was It was genius. Mate, I still haven't done that yet. How do you evolve him? Oh, <laughs> do this tonight. Take your little Farfetch'd. Yeah. And uh, you've got to get him to get three critical hits in one fight. What? Yeah. Give him a dire hit. Give him a dire hit and yeah. uh, go to town on something. It's not That's too mad. Hard, but it's, it's lovely because it's like becomes... this Farfetch'd is really, really good at hitting people that he evolved into Surfetch'd. So sword entry for Surfetch'd says only Farfetch'd that have survived many battles can attain this evolution mm. when this Pokemon's leak withers it will retire from combat I mean how long does it take for a leak to wither I've had one in my fridge for like a week and it's done yeah right 
I maybe Surfetch's a... have like a really short shelf life. Mine's still yeah. He burns mine's brightly. Still kicking. Yeah, but maybe he burns <laughs> brightly and then just like disappears. In shield, it says after deflecting attacks with its hard leaf shield, because yeah, it has a hard leak leaf shield. Yeah, it strikes backs with its sharp leak stalk. The leak stalk is both weapon and food, so he's eating it, and it's wilting. He's gonna be like he's gonna be around for like a day tops. I mean, I don't think he's eating it. Oh, I we're eating his leek. We're eating it with a lovely little duck side dish. Oh, that's tasty. A little broth. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Well, in China, they have um, duck blood broth. So maybe it's like a surfetch blood broth with some leek. <laughs> good. Wonderful. Sounds kind of Wonderful. sounds kind of good. So either way, it could be. We'll we'll see what we end up calling it. I quite like surely sur- surely surfetched. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll figure these. it out when I press post. But we're here to talk about the new games. We've been playing them like mad. I literally completed the storyline, if you can call it that, um, about midnight last night, so about nine hours ago. Um, and this is the first time you and I have actually talked about the game, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. Other than like over texting and you, you, you and Chris going off about some very technical elements of the games. First time we probably talked about the new Pokemon. Yeah, we've been raiding, we've been breeding, we've been doing yeah. all that stuff while you, you know slowly get your way through the uh, the story took my slow ass time through the story so i, I yeah. just wanted to like kind of kick around some of the interesting bits of the game which for me starts with dynamaxing right around the galar region there are particular power points uh that gyms have been like stadiums have been built on where pokemon can harness a particular energy and get real big get real big real big Real big. Um, fine. Yeah, I, I think uh, Game Freak wanted to like really tighten up like all of the extra shit and just bring a new one in, um, which I'm fine with. I quite like it. Um, I, You know, it lasts three turns and all that stuff. If we were to apply it to Fairly Far-Fetched, Dynamaxing in the UK, I don't think we, we're going to have like massive Pokemon on our hands like i don't think that does any good for bone structure or muscle mass or anything if pokemon are constantly going up and down in size all the time it doesn't make any sense right i mean the reason why we as protein-based life forms grow over time is because we Car- put more into ourselves <laughs> well whatever the fuck it is. we've got protein in us we we, we grow because we put more shit inside our gobs which yeah. then becomes like you know the mass that we are but you can't yeah. just all of a sudden increase well mass. yeah mass doesn't change right so it's not so, like these these pokemon that are getting if 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 that's how it works right these pokemon are just getting less dense and more stretched out right <laughs> which is right okay so it's <laughs> a pretty horrific on the floor. yeah it's just like <laughs> their bones are stretched so far they, they can't hold up their so own brittle. weight and they're just puddles like, they're just massive puddles right in my head if dynamaxing exists in uh britain in pokemon britain yeah this is how it works mm. and i think you'll agree with me mm. right clearly these gym battles are based on football They've got huge crowds, huge stadiums. Yeah, and yeah, I love that. Let's face it, a Pokemon battle in the middle of a stadium like that will be very difficult to see from the, you know, up in the up in the nosebleeds, right? Uh, yeah, sure. 
hear me out. I sadly see where you're going with this. Something that is way more interesting than watching something happen on a screen. Obviously, with football, there's lots of things to watch. There's loads of players everywhere. It's all brightly coloured, right? You can I, see what's I think what's some people happening. would argue that there's not much to watch in a game of football, but yeah, carry on. Fine. I mean, I don't watch football, but... Right. <laughs> Hear me out. I feel like, in Britain, if we've got the technology <laughs> to invent a ball <laughs> that contains a pokemon that you can carry around with you or we've got the technology that can store a pokemon digitally in the internet we've probably got pretty far with hologram technology and it's a very very exciting way to watch a pokemon battle i have never thought about that before gavin no? and i fucking love it I, that is brilliant so it was my you, first you, thought you got a tiny actually, little pikachu right it was my first thought you can't see i him. thought yeah, you can't see it right. I genuinely thought that that was going to be the big reveal of the game. I thought <laughs> that nothing was actually happening to these Pokemon. It was just some sweet technology to make them massive. That's cool. I really love that because, let's face it, they never really fucking explain what it's about. They, they tease you for the whole <laughs> sodding game that there's like this chairman who's got a belly, which means that he's evil, which I love the fact that that was the foreshadowing, was literally the foreshadowing of his belly. It's like, okay, he must be evil then. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert to anyone who's currently playing their way through Pokemon Sword and Shield, bit late. Um, but they, they tease me for the whole game thinking that, because the thing is that, you can only Dynamax Pokemon in Galar, and they're constantly making nods to the fact that Galar does actually exist within the canon of Pokemon. So there is Kanto, there is Johto, there is Unova, there's constantly references to that. But Galar is the only place that you can Dynamax Pokemon. And then within that, you can only Dynamax Pokemon over these power spots, which I was like, oh, I wonder how that's going to get explained. You know that the chairman also, you know... It owns every single business going, somehow owns the commons as well. He owns power. He owns bloody everything because he's an evil bastard-ish. Yeah. Um, and I thought there was going to be something clev- clever about, um, like, energy spikes or... It felt like, to me, the whole game was teasing you about some sort of, um, I don't know, climate change thing. And actually, the reason why Galar... They, they talk for the whole time about... Because it, it's quite an industrial place, right? Mm. A bit like, you know, the UK has been. Um, and I wondered if there was some sort of message about climate change and actually how creating extreme climates would create extreme um, evolution in in animals, in Pokemon, in human beings. And that's how you get these giant Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that theory too. But then um, they just go, nah, there's just some Pokemon called Eternatus and he's got a big core or he might have come from space or something and uh, now we've got big ones, haven't we? I mean, he's, he's probably an Ultra Beast, right? It's, it's all... He's Ultra Horse shit is what he is. <laughs> the whole yeah. fucking storyline I mean, in that I, game. Right. Okay, I, I know I said earlier that like I really appreciated the, the art direction in this game. The only uh, Pokemon that I have a problem with is Eternatus because he's like... He's, he's just an Ultra Beast re- revisited, and they were the worst thing about Sun and Moon. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, I was really disappointed with the storyline. I really thought it was going to take us in an interesting place, and it just didn't. Um, and Dynamaxing for me, like, I, I, I like, you know, the Gigantamaxing is something slightly different as well, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these Pokemon, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's holograms, how do you explain that? Um, yeah. They, they, they make a, a big old. A big old change. Meowth can become Longcat 
from you know the internet meme from 2005 oh, um yeah. stuff like that I, I i feel like for us to make it easy if if it's in our world holograms do you agree mate honestly well done good I'm that, glad. That is, I'm glad you think that. that is brilliant because <laughs> you're right because if you're if you're you're in, like, let's say you're in Wembley, you're mm. watching football, you can barely see fuck all. It's a bit like if you go to watch, if you've ever seen um, ice hockey live, you yeah. can't follow the fucking puck. Yeah. Um, and in certain, uh, on, I think in the States, I can't remember exactly, but they've created a bit of technology on TV where you can actually, like, trace where the puck is. Um, oh, okay, which is sure. why it's actually better to watch a lot of American sports, in my opinion, on TV, especially NFL. It's like, they they show you a lot more of the detail, yeah. Um, but what if, in order so that we can watch a fucking Weedle versus a Pikachu, which by the way would be the worst gym battle ever, right. um, you're in row ZZ. They make holograms of the Pokemon to make them giant, so that it's a better viewing experience. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It doesn't affect the actual battle. The battle's still happening in that Decent. that reduced size, and then we've got these huge holograms of like the battle that's happening. You might even see oh, trainers. Man you know blown up in size nice and it also gets around my big problem so with it which is when your pokemon dynamaxes it starts to stand behind you so if you're in the dynamax <laughs> battle you've got two <laughs> fucking 50 foot pokemon and then two tiny little trainers in between why them. are you in the way <laughs> oh i'll use max steel spike look i've destroyed the ground and by the way i've killed everyone that i love in the re- as a result <laughs> it's nonsense why okay. did they design it like that i uh, yeah yeah no uh, I don't. Yeah, I agree. Right, move, <laughs> moving on. What's our what have next? You got? Uh, um, gym battles. Gym battles in general, mate. Like what? What? Yeah, are they? man. Go on. Gym battles are so interesting in this game. So yeah, what I really like. Uh, so in let let's let's take a step back, right? In the original hmm. games, and pretty much all the way through to Gen Six, in as far as I'm aware. Gym battles and progression through the Pokemon games have always been very similar, right? You right. get given a starter Pokemon, you then catch a load of other Pokemon, and you, as you level up and go through what is a very on-the-rails format for a game, yeah. realistically, yeah, yeah, yeah. you go to Gym 1, and there's um, a gym leader who has two or three Pokemon of a certain type at level 15, who you destroy, then you go on to the next one, and each gym, the Pokemon's... Uh, levels are kind of relative to what the game expects your Pokemon levels would be as well. Yeah. And you go through, you get a gym badge from each of them before then being able to do some sort of spectacular finale, which in the original games was the Elite Four. It's like the four greatest trainers from the region. You defeat them and then you defeat your rival and that's game. And what I always thought was weird about that is like, do the Elite Four just sit in Indigo Plateau all the time, just in case someone knocks on the door and says, hey, I'm here to battle. Because there's no time in the game. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. What I like about what this game does, and they don't do it very fucking well, but they do try, is they make it more like a World Cup. Like, uh, you know, the World Cup happens every four years. Or even like the Premier League, right? It happens yeah. between, what is it, like August to May every year. Um, or mm. any any tournament of any type. And actually, they make it more out like there is a date where you would start your gym challenge, you have to defeat all the gym challenges before, and because everything is like televised and there's a stadium, it's more like, you know, at three o'clock on this day will be the semi-finals, and if you get to it, you'll rock up, and it's more like time-bound, which I actually really like. Yeah. What I enjoyed that, uh, what I enjoyed was there was no necessarily Elite Four 
it was the gym leaders coming back with the Pokemon you'd expect them to have. You know, yeah. you know how we in in early episodes we said that if we were to uh, you know, create the Pokemon League, create the gym battles. Pokemon uh, gym leaders would always like send out Pokemon appropriate for your level of badges, and I feel like totally. this game was kind of getting there with that, which is really nice. It like makes makes me feel validated that like what we think of is you know what they're thinking of, um, because the yeah, the nice. actual Elite Four ended up being just the gym leaders again with much stronger versions of the Pokemon that they battled us once with. Did it, though? Go on. So, I agree that I, I, I felt like, actually, I think it was what your point was enormously validated, which is that you go and see Nessa, who's like the second gym trainer, I think. Yeah. She's got Pokemon of about level 25 because it's appropriate for that level. And then when you see her at the end, she's got level kind of 50 to 60 Pokemon because she will, as her job as gym leader is to have appropriate level Pokemon so that you can obtain that uh, gym badge before then going on to the end. What I didn't get was that it felt to me like all the gym leaders were trying to win the semifinals and the finals so that they could then battle the champion. Yeah, like they that's were exactly what was happening. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, were. But what the fuck's that about? They're employees. They can't defeat the champion. And then I, what I can't get my head around, and I'd love you to try and kick this around with me, is what's the format here? How do you become a champion? and how do you become a gym leader and how do those things interact with one another because it didn't make any sense for me okay in my head it was if you complete the gym challenge if you collect those eight badges you've proven yourself as a as a pokemon trainer and you get to enter the pokemon league gym leaders are Mm. always entered into the pokemon league because they have always by default beaten the 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 pokemon gym challenge they are an eight badge holder so they Mm. i think in terms of the story of of pokemon sword and shield they just had you know uh they they got through to the semi-finals and finals and stuff like that but i still feel like we missed out on like the the brackets round where probably those gym leaders were the leader of their brackets and and move forward and it's probably the same way the world cup works they are the popular trainers that progress through although so i like that so you know they've done pretty well they've gotten through some and, and maybe like the chairman or the pokemon federation or council are then going hey look you were really good you were really popular we really like your style there's actually an opening at this gym would you like to apply to be the gym leader and i quite like that however it doesn't feel like that it feels like there's a bit more i don't know if nepotism is the right word but like if you think about um piers who is the gym leader of spike muth um he basically just says to his sister oh by the way you're gonna be the gym leader here one day if you think about gym number five the fairy one with the old lady opal she then just makes bede or bead or bede or whatever his or her name is i'd go with bead okay bede um so she she just makes bede (laughs) she just makes bede the gym leader so that was not sanctioned by a central governing body so it's just yeah. like your mate just becomes the gym leader. And like, what uh, what did Bidet do to deserve that? Nothing. Right. I f- all right. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I feel like we're getting stuck into a technical breakdown of Sword and Shield, which is not what our intentions were. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, right. Let me quickly try and explain that. Um, Bede 
or Bidet, whatever his name is, he <laughs> didn't progress through the gym challenge. No. By the time, if you if you think of maybe that this this game didn't happen in thirty minutes, that you know, th- the, sorry, thirty hours that it takes you to complete it. Let's say it takes place over a year. Lady that runs the fairy gym takes Bead under her wing, right, and trains him up with the fairy Pokemon and like helps him progress through the gym challenge. Yeah, gives him a new sponsor and then goes right. I'm too old to run my gym. You've done the gym challenge. You can run the gym. He doesn't actually make it through the semi-finals, blah blah blah. He just does that. He does that ridiculous thing where he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fight the. I'm gonna fight my old rival." Fine. That's that. The security uh, right. at that stadium, by the way, needs that they need to figure out the, the security. If someone just to walk on the pitch <laughs> right? in uniform, it'd be like, "Oh, I guess we're gonna battle now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, he's he was wearing official uniform. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, like we're just if you're arguing about things that you kind of just need to suspend your disbelief on in the game i think we're not reviewing the game we are just talking about what happened i agree however the reason why i bring it up is because it just leads me to something interesting about um the makeup of how one becomes a gym leader and how one become and like what the kind of federal council is around that and what this sure. game really talks to is kind of like corruption at the top right so yeah, the chairman right, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. is corrupt as all hell and yeah. you don't need to look very far we keep using football as an analogy because it's something that you know we we know ish but fifa as a governing body are one of the most corrupt and like rich bodies in the world because football is such a popular sport right it has yeah. such a massive economy it has such an, an enormous um like social standing that if you can be the top of that pyramid you can control a lot of power and the chairman of it is the chairman isn't it the chairman Mm. in this game also controls all these different companies when you go into his building they actually make a big thing about how it's such a big conglomerate he controls the energy of the land and actually is the reason why those gym leaders were trying to battle for the top. It's a bit like they're politicians and they're the kind of members of parliament and he is the prime minister to get to the kind of Brexit thing, right? Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, the yeah. reason why they want to be at the top is because they then have such enormous power, literally, which is why they're trying to get to the top. Because for me, the champion, Leon, is next in line to become the chairman. And it didn't feel to me like they ever got there with the game, but he is 100% becoming the chairman next. And hopefully, because he's good and stout of heart, he will be a good chairman, but more likely, actually, is he going to then become corrupt by the power that he inherits? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it makes a good... And if you think about, like you said, um, nepotism, Pierce just hands over his gym title, gym leader title to his younger sister. Yep. I mean, that's the sort of thing that happens in big business. That's the sort of thing that happens in football. That's the sort of thing that just happens in the world in politics, right? You are, you. it's very difficult to earn your place in society. You kind of have to be born with it to, to move through it. And I think maybe they weren't thinking about that when they made this game. But in a way, they've made quite a little nice analogy. Yeah, I think they've made a statement with it, for sure. Mm. Um, they probably didn't intend to make a, a statement with it. Bear in mind, Pokemon is a kid's game. I, I don't think that Game Freak <laughs> and the Pokemon Company intend to do anything, really. They just kind of <laughs> randomly get through to Flapple and then just kind of go, yep, release the game, done. Fine. <laughs> Flapple's done it. 
Yeah, yeah. Anything that you wanted to chat about? Yeah, like one last thing because I, I, I'm, I think we're looking at the time we've we're, we we've yabbered on a bit. Um, yeah. One last thing I'd like to have a quick chat about is uh, myths and legends, because yes. this game, <clears throat> this game very much, and I really liked it, uh, very much uh, leans on the idea that Pokemon were the basically originators of like the original like fairy tale in a way like mm. we've got these two new legendary or mythical drugs however they're they're classed um that have basically saved the world in the past mm. and they've reached a time where they need to save it again but no one actually knew everyone thought that it was a fairy tale right turns out nah it was a very real thing and we needed these dogs to save the day which brings me to things in British history that could have been actually like say say yeah. right Pokemon exist in our world. Let's say the Welsh flag, right, big old red dragon on it. Mm. Maybe that thing doesn't exist today, but back then when the flag was created and they were like, oh, or or when someone came up with the idea. They were like, oh, I, I just remember there was there was this big story about this massive red dragon and a big fight with a guy. Maybe the guy was a Pokemon trainer. Maybe he had yeah. something else, you know? That sort of thing. I feel like it was leaning towards that being the idea that that's how Mr. Legend worked. Agree. And we've talked about this before, right? Like mythical right. legendary Pokemon. Mm. But the problem is, is that it then becomes a lazy explanation for things like the Loch Ness Monster um for I, I was thinking like stonehenge they make so many references to stonehenge in this game and you basically yeah. just go well it was just a load of pokemon weren't it uh yeah. crop circles for example they make a big thing about again it was just some pokemon weren't it but what it makes me think is if pokemon did exist in our world there would be yeah. extinct pokemon as we know and actually there would just be more of this weirdness and what it doesn't do is provide a lazy explanation it makes you go how the hell and why the hell did these ancient Pokemon do Stonehenge or whatever it was? And it also makes yeah. me think Father Christmas, the Tooth Fairy, everything can be explained quite handily through Pokemon. And actually, even if it's not true, like the Tooth Fairy, you could fake it in your home by getting a little Spritzy or a Hatteren or a Cutie Fly to literally come in and... Um, Oh, that leads me on to an interesting thought, right? So Cutie Fly could go in <laughs> no, and put no, no, a quid. No, sorry, stop. It could put a quid underneath the pillow, right? So what if, as a business, you had, like, the Tooth Fairy business and you could rent from us, like, oh, shit, my daughter's tooth's just fallen out. Don't worry, Cutie Fly's on its way. It's going to pretend to be the Tooth Fairy and put a quid underneath your daughter's pillow. Right. Yeah, great. Business. <laughs> Finish your original thought before going on to something else. Mate, I've never had an original thought in my life. Are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I, I really like it as an explanation for things like uh, Stonehenge. Yeah. Um, particularly with the brand new Pokemon, Stojourner. Stojourner? Stojourner? Oh, the, I, I don't, I've never seen this Pokemon before. Ston, Stonejourner. It's just Stonehenge Pokemon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean... When you think about it, we can't actually explain how Stonehenge happened. It's a British mystery. We know yeah. that 
people would have probably done it, but those stones in Stonehenge have come from miles away. Like, yes, somewhere just completely unfathomable, fathomable to actually bring to the UK. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. so bizarre. Pokemon, these Pokemon walk. They could just walk. Yeah, right. Those Pokemon are native to somewhere else in Europe, or you know, somewhere else, and they've just migrated. Right. Easy. By the way. Mo- Migratory habits is something really interesting that we're not going to talk about now, but maybe in the next episode, because this game really made me think some stuff about that. So we should get into that next time. <laughs> it definitely changed my opinion on the Alolian Meowth problem. <laughs> oh my God, we need to get into the Alolian Meowth problem next time. There's such an important thing to get into there. Should we, we talk about that when love... we get together at Christmas? Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. I absolutely loved New Meowth. I loved him. I loved oh his God. evolution. He's my favourite. He's like, my favourite. Favourite, yeah. I mean, no, Appleton was my favourite, but I was so happy to see Bearded Meowth. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, Do you have a uh, Pokedex entry, Gavin's final thought, before we uh, head off and let these guys get back to their day? Yeah, okay, uh, my Pokedex entry is Pokemon number 842, Appleton. Of course. (laughs) Shocker. We eat Pokemon, for definite. Prove it. Its body is covered in sweet nectar, and the skin on its back is especially yummy. <laughs> Children used to have it as a snack. <laughs> what? Children used to have what as a snack? What? Just, Appleton? Just just an Appleton. Appleton's roaming around in the fields, and children see it, and they just peel, peel the skin off a living creature oh. and have it as a snack. I mean, when you put it like that, yeah. it's pretty How big is an Appleton? It's... 0.4 meters what's that it's like uh, one foot right yeah i mean half half a meter roughly half a meter yeah i mean well thank you mate appreciate that <laughs> <Prick>. <laughs> yeah anyway uh pretty disgusting i imagine they're right though i bet it tastes amazing because have it you looks seen so Appleton? delicious he looks delicious would it regenerate its crispy shell like, how does it get I mean, more when patient? You... <laughs> when you look at Appleton anyway, right? He looks yeah. a bit like uh, that Stop dragon. Stop calling it Appleton. It's Appleton. I'm going to continue to call it Appleton because that's in my head. <laughs> he will forever be Appleton. Um, <laughs> and for some reason, he just has pastry on his back. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's real. Just, I don't think eyes? it's real. Uh, those are the ears. What you think are ears. His eyes are the ears. Ah, uh, you're right. Yeah. When it gigantamaxes, does it become a toffee apple? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I need this Pokemon, man. I'm going to go yeah, catch one do. right now. I've got, I've got one ready, if you want one. It's got perfect Oh, IVs. yeah, give it to me. Re- I want to have a food-based team. I want to have a oh, okay. band-based team. Um, I want to have you those wanna... weird teams. Yeah, you want an Al Creamy next to an Appleton. Oh, yeah, it's going to be delicious. Yeah. They're, your, they're your doubles team. No one's getting through that. <laughs> Oh, what a game. All right, well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll probably get back together around Christmas time, do another little chat, shall we, Gav? Yeah, lovely. quite pleasant. In the meantime, do get in contact. You know all the usual social channels that none of you ever use. Uh, you know <laughs> the email inbox that's dangerously empty. Questions at fairly It's not. Fetched. No, we actually have questions. We just don't have time to answer them because okay, we don't so want we... an episode that lasts an hour and a half. You know the black box that we will never read because we don't have any time. Uh, I've been Keir. Thank you very much. Gavin, say goodbye. 
Goodbye. See you next time, losers. Smell you later. <laughs> we need to get better outros.